So, today we are talking about raising hands, okay? This is the last in the series about using our hands for God. Okay, so today we're going to talk about it. And Stuart wrote the brief for me today, okay? It was all about worship. Um, so we, we will probably touch on that, but we're going to touch on a few other things. But um, I just thought to start, we, we just have a, a slide or two. I don't know if you can see that. Um, but I don't know how many people lift their hands in worship. Because sometimes we can be very conscious, can't we, of what other people think. And we think sometimes this is how we look. But we don't always quite look as we maybe think. How about this one? Where are we going? Oh, it's gone too many. Okay. Um, maybe you're stood next to someone who does raise their hands. <laughs> and you wish you could move a couple of paces away. Um, if you're a worship leader, how about this one? <laughs> yes. Um, how about this one? Ah. Yeah, it'll come back, won't it? It basically says the church is faced during praise and worship when the praise team sings a new song. It's the AC from the worship leader back. It's the hardest thing. Okay. I'm just going to do a quick thing. So um, could you put your hands up if you don't lift your hands up in worship? There you go. You see, you've just raised your hands. So it's not difficult, is it? But this morning, what I want to do... Uh, here, here's another one. Oh, you can't see it because the projector's having a funny day. Will nothing stop me from praising the Lord? Maybe you're a hand raiser. That's how you feel. I am not going to stop praising God. I'm going to do it with my whole body. How about this one? Listen, I just press the button. It kills it. How about this one? Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah? This one. Okay. Lord, I'll praise you even on my bad days. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes when we're stood with people like that, we find ourselves slightly embarrassed. Because they abandon themselves in worship. And you're almost like, woo, I'm not sure I want to be that close to, to this person because they look rather strange. So what we want to talk about this morning is hand, raising hands. Is it biblical or cultural? Okay. Oh, you see, biblical. But you see, not everybody would agree with you. This guy says the only reason you feel like raising your hands at a high point in worship is that you're expectations have been shaped by the 20th century Pentecostalism. If you lived before 1900, just checking, nobody here, okay, uh, it wouldn't even occur to you to raise your hands while singing. So we've all just said it's biblical, but some people would say it's cultural. So what we need to do this morning is we need to find out, don't we? All we need to say, and I believe as I've kind of studied it, it, raising hands is a biblical thing. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Um, And lifting hands is not a personal preference, but a powerful principle. I love that quote. I think that's great. And I love Stu being here because it it just kind of fires you up to preach. But um, so we're going to look at why why it's biblical. Because um, I'm sure when you read the Bible, you find yourself thinking, oh, this is what they did. And a couple of verses here. Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands. Okay. 
in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. He is the maker of heaven and earth. I call to you, Lord. Come quickly to me. Hear me when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening service. Okay? So we're done. Yes? That's great. We're done. No, we're not. Because some people would say, oh, it's home. That's just the Old Testament. We don't live in the Old Testament times. We live in the new covenant of Jesus. And maybe Jesus doesn't want us to lift our hands. Well, you're wrong. Because, of course, in Timothy, 1 Timothy, it says, therefore, I want the men. Sorry, girls, you're not excused. I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without Anger or disputing. See, men get a bit fired up sometimes. Um, so it's about lifting hands. It's in the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. Okay? Let's just uh, do this. Let's talk. Okay, so what I'm going to do is if you are married to the person sat next to you, okay, I'd like you to stand up. Okay? Ooh, now you're wondering, are you in trouble? Are we going to play a game of Mr. and Mrs.? We're not. What I want you to do is tell the person next to you, I want you to say or tell them, when was the best holiday you've ever had? Just quickly do it. Yeah, just to one to another. Yeah. Okay. Right. Best holiday you ever had? Right. Okay, sit down. Thank you very much. Now, you may wonder why I did that. And that completely... That turned out to be a complete failure, actually, because I know that when people speak to, other, to each other, they always use their hands, don't they? The truth is, none of you did. You rats! You were standing there like this, oh, well, the best holiday I ever had was not with you. No, I mean, I mean that. But, but the truth is, I'm, I just watched you in a piece, because I know they're very handy kind of people. And they were stood there like this. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Even Megan didn't lift her hands up. But the truth is, our hands are so expressive, aren't they? Yeah. And they actually reckon that your hands are linked to the same part of your brain as speech. Yeah? yeah? Okay. So it's natural. Look at me. It's natural that when you talk, you will use your hands. So why does it, when we come to worship God, why do we just suddenly, let's just, let's just, um, and I, you know, it, I, it happens in every church. And maybe it is a cultural thing for some of us, that we have grown up in a church, um, and, you know, I, I was one of them, I grew up in a, a brethren church in, in Bournemouth, and um, when we came to worship, nobody lifted hands. It was one of those things that was not done. And then one day... It happened. There may have been one or two people. As we sang our choruses from scripture in song, now we are going back a long time, there was somebody who maybe did that. Or maybe did that. It probably took 10 years to go, you know, really high. <laughs> but it happened because, you know, I, I really believe when it comes to worship... It is not just about what comes out of here yeah. and what's going on in here and what's happening here, but it's our whole body. 
should be involved in worship. Just as in a relationship, these married relationships that I've just seen, that we express ourselves not just with words, but we use our hands to express those feelings and, and things. So what I want to do, and um, I don't know where I am with my notes, but what we're going to do is we're going to look at three things which I think lifting hands helps us with, okay? Because at the end of the day, what I don't want to do is say, this is what you must do, okay? Because if you must do it because I say, then it's not worship, is it? It's just you doing something you're told to do. But what I hope is that as we look at Scripture, as we, we think about these subjects, you'll see that actually, yeah, lifting hands is, is, is one of those things. I was listening to John Piper talk about this. He said he was uh, in a chapel service. He was at a theological seminary. He was one of the lecturers. He said he was sat in this uh, uh, lecture hall. They were having a time of worship, and this guy next to him lifted his hands. He said, this is what he said. He said, I was disgusted with him. And then he said, as he went on, he said, I repent of that attitude. I repent of that attitude because I was so wrong. He said 10 years later, he was in a worship service, 2 o'clock in the morning, prayer meeting. And people, that's the time to lift your hands, isn't it? He said, this guy just led us in worship and, and people just started lifting their hands. And he said, you know what? I just couldn't stop myself because of the presence of God. And so what I'm going to do is just give you three things that I think really help if we are lifting hands to God. Three things that I think we can be doing and, and reasons to lift our hands. So let's do this, shall we? The first one is a sense of dependence and need. Okay, Psalm 28 says, Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift my hands towards the most holy place. And there's the other psalm there, Psalm 88. You have taken, me from, my cl you have taken from me my closest friends, Hello. And have, guess what's next? Anyway, he, he talks about how he's in great need and he lifts his hands to God because, he, because of the loss he has. And I think to myself, do you know, when it comes to, when it comes to prayer and when it comes to, to having those needs, when we are in need and we really want something, if I went down to Emma's house and said, we've got no bread... I would probably stand on her doorstep in, a, in this posture saying, give me some bread, because this is what I need. And when it comes to prayer, when it comes to worship, I believe we should be using our hands just to show our dependence on God. Lord, I need you. I need you for everyday things. I need you for what's happening in my heart. I need you to give me strength and so I can overcome temptation. All those things. We need to say, God, I need you. And this is how I express my need by opening my body and putting my hands out that I might receive something from you. One of the greatest stories, um, I think, in the, in the life of uh, <clears throat> Moses and Joshua was the day that Moses, um, uh, the, the Israelites were attacked by the Amalekites. Um, and uh, the story is found, I think, in, let's get this right, uh, Exodus 17. Exodus 17, the, is the uh, Amalekites attack them, and Moses says, right, Joshua, you go down and fight the battle. So they, Joshua goes down the hill with his army, and they're fighting. And as they were fighting, what Moses decided to do was he decided to lift up his hands. And that was a symbol of prayer. Lift your hands. And what happened was as Moses was lifting up his hands, holding his staff above him, guess what? The Israelites were winning. 
And then, of course, you know, lifting your hands up, oh, you get tired, you? you've got this big, big stick, and you're going, oh, and getting tired. And then what happened is, as he brought his hands down, then the Amalekites were winning. And what they realized was actually this battle, this battle is God's battle. It's a spiritual battle, and we need to lift our hands. And so who helped him? Aaron and her. Yeah, we don't have a name. It's just her. No, it was a guy called her. And so they lift, and they basically hold up his arms. And as they hold up his arms, the, the Israelites continue to win. And it says that actually Moses built an altar and called the Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And what the principle says is that when we lift our hands, we see the victory of God. And so I talk about depending on God. And maybe today you're in one of those situations you're thinking, do you know what? I can't get through this. I can't break this. This seems like this is one of those situations where I'm not going to see the victory of God. I think the word of God for you today is you need to lift up your hands in prayer. And not give up and keep them. The other th principle, of course, is you don't do it alone. Because Moses had Aaron and her to support him. And so prayer can be so powerful. Prayer can be the means of victory in our Christian lives. And what, what Moses teaches us is about lifting our hands to God. And saying to God, we need you. I need you. And God can bring a victory for you. Amen. And maybe that's a word for you today. You need to be lifting up those hands to God. So the first thing is dependence and need. The second one is the whole idea of embrace and desire. Psalm 63, beautiful psalm. David expresses his desire to be in the temple of God. He says, God, <clears throat> you are my... I can't see the screen from back there. But God, you are my God. And he goes, talks about going and lifting his hands... To God, yes. Here we go. Let's do it quickly. Uh, earnestly I seek you, I thirst. My whole body long, being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beheld your power and glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. Okay, so he's saying, you know, I'm going to sing it out. I will praise you as long as, the, and I will lift, and in your name, I will lift up my hands. Amen. Because he wanted to thank God. He wanted to be close to God. That he went, he went, wanted to be in the temple. And not just to express his words, but to lift his hands in worship to his creator, to his, to his sustainer, the person who kept him alive and kept him going. He wanted to lift his hands. And the Greek worship, uh, Greek word for worship is proskuneo, I think. Long time since I've done Greek. But it means to come close to embrace and you know we could get the, 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 the married people up and ask them to embrace that would be an interesting one isn't it because I'm sure they'd stand there like this <laughs> here we go <laughs> but when you embrace you, you, you're getting close and you hold on don't you and I think that's what God is looking for when it comes to our worship, that we draw close to God. And with our whole body, we express our worship to God. Yeah. Now, some of you, some of you like to worship raising your hands and dancing around. And if that's right for you, that's wonderful. If you don't like dancing, that's okay. 
And maybe today you think, no, I still don't want to lift my hands. That's okay. But the important thing is that you are fully engaged in worship with God. And I believe when that, when that really happens, then our whole body starts to express our love for God. Here you go. Yeah? All right, I'm going to move on because I'm not sure where we am on my notes. But let's just talk about the last one. Surrender and abandonment. Okay? So the national symbol for surrendering is, let's all do it, shall we? Oh, that's great. We have a church who has surrendered to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Revival's breaking out. But you see, I love this story. And this is another story about hands, you see. So Solomon, he kind of um, built the temple for God. And then it says, he stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands. Now he'd made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, three cubits high, and placed in it at the center of the outer court. He stood on the platform and then knelt down before the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. Can you imagine? Here he is, King Solomon, wisest man. Uh, He then gets on this platform. It's like he gets on the altar. He literally stands there and he puts his hands out towards God. Really, for him, it was an act of surrender. He was saying to God, here I am. This is all I am. I have built you this and I give it to you. It's yours. And the wonderful thing is that there's a very long prayer meeting then goes on and he prays and he prays and even prays longer than Emma. He just went on and on and on. And then, in chapter 7, it says this. When Solomon finished praying, what happened? Fire fell from heaven. Fire fell from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Wow. Because one man and the nation, the people as well, surrendered to God and said, God, here here we are. We are yours. And if you read the book of Ezra, chapter 9, similar thing happened. The people just said, yeah, here we are. We're yours. And God is looking for people who will surrender. Surrender their lives to him. And the amazing thing is, and, and I think this, this thing about the glory of God is so true, is that when we surrender our lives to God, there is a glory about our lives that other people can see. There is the pleasure of God upon our lives. And hopefully the power of God is seen in us. Lifting hands in worship. Do you know, let's just think about it, shall we? How much does it cost you? Nothing. It's free. You've all got hands. You just all surrendered. I saw that. It's not difficult to do, is it? But surely for the God who made us, God who created us, it should be our only offering. It should be what we give him, shouldn't it? I read a lovely piece um, before I came out this morning. I was doing a bit of late prep. And uh, this pastor called Adrian Rogers was talking to a guy from Romania. And uh, I've got to try and get this right because I'm not looking at my notes. Um, And he was saying 
Basically, he said to this guy, his name was Joseph, he said, Joseph, what do you think about the church in America? And Joseph said, oh, it's okay. <clears throat> I don't think you're doing too badly. And he says, no, but, but tell me a bit more. And Joseph then said to him, think about the church in America. It's a church that's based on commitment. And uh, Adrian Rogers, who was American, said, well, well that's quite good, isn't it? And then um, Joseph said, well, no, not really. It's not that good. He said, basically, in the 1960s, this word commitment came out as far as Christians. He said, but it's not good because when you make a commitment, you still can opt out of commitment. You can walk away and do other things. He says, what the church in America needs, it needs surrender. Because when you surrender, then you have no option. And I just want to say this morning, I think it's a word for us as the people of God. God is looking for us not just to commit ourselves because we can opt out whenever we want. But he's looking for us to make total surrender to him. Not just with our words, but with our hearts, our bodies, and our hands. Amen. Amen. Let's stand, shall we? Let's pray together. Maybe this morning we just want to make that surrender to God. And the way you could do that this morning, I'm being cheeky here, is maybe you could lift your hands and say to God, here I am, Father. I've heard all that I've said, you've said through your word. And Lord, we, we just want to this morning, for some of us, we just want to surrender ourselves to you. We've heard your, your word about lifting hands. And we pray that you would help us to be people who express our worship through our whole bodies and our whole, our whole hearts and our whole minds. And Lord, I do pray that uh, as, as we've talked about that battle, Lord, I pray for those who are battling. And we pray that as they lift their hands to you, they would see victory, the victory of Jesus over circumstances, over, over health issues, over financial issues. Lord, I pray that you would work in a powerful way. That as they lift their hands, Father, that uh, heaven would be moved. The Spirit of God would, would be at work and provision would be provided. We pray for that intimacy, Father. So often, Lord, we, we come and, and we, we, we sometimes we're just so numb before you. But I want to pray that today there would be an intimacy with you, Lord. As we raise our hands to you, we pray that you would draw near to us as we draw near to you. And I pray too, Lord, that today as your people we would surrender ourselves our lives and all that we have to you Lord as we we put those hands up earlier I want to pray Father that those hands would go up this morning in surrender to you and we pray it now in Jesus beautiful and wonderful and glorious name Amen